Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. I'm glad you're joining us. And by the way, if you're joining us for the first time, this is basically a commentary by Stephen Mansfield, which is me. And I'd like to keep it short. I like to keep it pointed. I like to talk about one theme every week. So join us and get the word out about the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. We we have some fun here to have some rowdiness. I want to talk about a topic that's probably going to make some of you think I've gone communist. (laughs) I mean, this is such a controversial subject. I want to move away from all the Trump preoccupation in our current society. I want to move away from uh, even the moving John McCain funeral. I want to move away from all the headlines that are happening, uh, even the consideration of Kavanaugh for Supreme Court. Um, I want to move away from all of that uh, and move to a completely other subject that's dear to my heart. And that is the whole issue of innovation and technology. You know, there have been some people who have tried to innovate, who have tried to encourage innovation in our country and in our politics in particular, and they have really been shouted down, or the ventures have just failed. Uh, I remember back when Jimmy Carter uh, was trying to encourage solar. Now, it happened clumsily. Our society maybe wasn't ready for it. We were dealing with energy crises at the time, based largely on Middle East issues. Uh, but, But he was right. He was right to encourage from his government position innovation and try to provide, if he did, incentives for companies uh, to use what we now call renewable energies or alternative power sources. And I, I think we're missing some opportunities. You already know if you listen to this podcast that I think that our government should have taken Tesla up on the offer to rework the energy grid for Puerto Rico after the hurricane. Instead, as we all know, it's been an absolute embarrassment. There are still sections of of Puerto Rico, and this is, by the way, an American territory, that do not have consistent power even yet all this time later after that horrible hurricane. And as we all know, um, you know, our our government in D.C. was basically seen as antagonistic uh, to their leaders, the, the, the mayor of San Juan having to stand hip deep in in the waters of a hurricane while she argued with Donald Trump about what was genuine about her claims of need. So it's been an ugly, ugly picture. Let me tell you about what I'm doing this next week, and maybe you'll understand a little bit about why I care about this subject so much, and I think that we need some great leadership right now. Uh, I have the privilege of going to a university in Saudi Arabia uh, every year or so. It's called King Abdullah University of Science and Technology. Now, those of you who know me wonder what the heck I'm doing at a, at a university of science and technology. Well, I, I'm there as a speech coach. You know that we have a firm in D.C. and we coach people to speak well. And, and they, they've hired me to do that with their scientists. And I'm thrilled to do it. But what's, what's exciting to me about this university is that King Abdullah, the father of the current king, was a, a visionary man. And, and they're all aware in Saudi Arabia that eventually the oil fields will run out, that they will deplete the oil that they are sitting on and that has led to such wealth there. So he built with a, his phenomenal wealth uh, a university basically in the desert. It's about 45 minutes outside of Jeddah. And it's a magnificent university, beautiful, right off the Red Sea. I mean, it's gorgeous. Um, they built it well. 
And essentially, it's a university devoted to renewable energies. They work on solar. They work on desalinization. They work on hydroponics. They work on, I don't even know the right terms, but taking garbage and turning it into energy. All of the things that we're all impressed with these days. And it's a university that is encouraging that because he knew uh, eventually the oil's going to run out. And by the way, oil's not the best form of energy long term anyway. Um, and so he he built this magnificent university, very, very international student body, very international faculty. And I get the privilege of coaching uh, their their students and their faculty and their uh, their leaders and, and, and how to speak well, something that I do. Um, and I also get to sit there over meals and hear about their science projects, hear what they're working on, hear what they're planning to market, hear what the problems are in Beijing or the problems are in Hong Kong or Sydney or, you know, and and how these leading students, PhD candidates, et cetera, are working out these problems in phenomenal facilities and laboratories. Well, I know there are similar facilities here in the U.S. against science and technology is just not uh, my strong suit. I just happen to be connected there because of what I do. And uh, I'm, I'm moved by the, the process here, but we need serious leadership in this area. I, I got to tell you, I try not to be highly, highly partisan in this podcast, but I will say that uh, I'm mystified by Donald Trump championing the cause of coal. Now, I've got friends in the coal industry. I, I admire that heritage. I, uh, you know, applaud its contribution to our, our lives. But it's clearly not the future. It employs very few people. Um, it's dangerous. It brings health problems. Um, it damages the land. I, I'm not anti-coal. I'm just saying, man, let's embrace a, trans, a transition here. Let's get these families uh, worked in a different direction. Let's use this land for solar fields and teach these people different skills and 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 maybe only a generation, we can move away from uh, coal, which is which is questionable. Instead, um, Donald Trump has chosen to champion coal when most people would say we should go in exactly the opposite direction. So where, where I'm heading here is that in the same way that, that even just in the way I'm recording this podcast, probably the way you're listening to it, the technology you use every day, iPhones, iPads, MacBook Pros, Microsoft technology, you know, pads and, and all sorts of great devices, uh, your television, your Netflix, your wireless. I mean, in the same way, we've had a massive transformation there. We need a transformation in the broader energy structures of our society and then in things like mass transit. I'm a huge advocate for elevated light rail. Uh, I grew up largely in Europe. The idea that I could hop a, an U-Bahn or, or the Metro, as we call it in D.C., and then get on a tr train and go almost anywhere in Europe, I mean, it's unbelievable. I think we Americans are going to hurt for having emphasized the car so much. Uh, I live in two cities that are just clogged by the recent influx of people with their cars cars and major problems, D.C. and Nashville. Nashville's become almost undrivable in some cases. Um, and I think we're going to we're going to we're going to hurt long term over this. And by the way, I've expressed these views before, you know, what we say to our kids, what we require of them. I'm basically every 16 year old's got to have a car to even live a life, you know, for the most part, um, because because we don't have the public transportation uh, in D.C. Bev and I only recently decided to even have a car there because we take the metro, or we take Uber, we we take the, the trains. We love all that. My point is, we've got to start thinking innovatively. We've got to not accept easy answers. And other nations, either na even nations we consider to be a little bit, I don't want to say that Saudi Arabia has ever thought of as being backwards, but we don't really think of 
people in Saudi Arabia who look the way they do, and I'm talking about the Western bias, uh, being innovators in technology like King Abdullah was and like his scientists at KAUST, the, the, the acronym is KAUST, and uh, like they are. But it's amazing what they're accomplishing, and it's amazing what's going to come into the world. And when I hear these young scientists make their speeches so I can help them with their presentation style, not their content, it's stunning what they're talking about, how to, how to get more energy out of how to batteries, how to make batteries differently, how to get energy from the currents, uh, water currents below, well below the surface of water, on and on and on and on. And we are way behind in this country. We are way behind. If you'll start studying and start reading, start paying attention to, to themes in our, in our last decades, like there's a great documentary called Who, I believe it's entitled Who Killed uh, the Electric Car? Uh, we we had people innovating electric cars long ago, and basically oil companies bought those companies out and killed those projects. We had people innovating in solar. We had p- p- people innovating in other areas, and constantly there are entrenched interests that remove that that shut down these projects. Well. I think we all embrace the glories of our Wi-Fi and our awesome television options and our great you know, devices and all the computers and everything that we've got. Well, let's have that same level of innovation in other areas, and let's begin to realize some of the entrenched interests that are keeping this, these, these projects from coming to fruition. I'm not anti-industry. I'm pro-industry. I'm not anti-technology. I'm pro-technology. Um, I, I want to see us accomplish what we can accomplish. And some of the companies like Tesla and other innovating companies are really trying to do new things, new ways of doing energy grids, new, uh, new solar possibilities, new, new, new energies of every kind. And these things can become a reality. They're not just for tree huggers. They're not pie in the sky. Um, they're not just an excuse, you know, uh, to bring socialism like some conservatives think. And I am a conservative. Uh, you know, that the whole, that all greening kinds of uh, initiatives when it comes to technology are basically an attempt to, uh, you know, use global warming to bring socialism to our governments. No. Uh, if there are people out there doing that, well, we should ignore them or stop them. Uh, but, but, it is it is a wise it is american it is conservative it is it is benevolent uh it is compassionate to want to see these technologies uh, unleashed and and for those of you who are in congress and the senate who listen to my podcast i want to say it's time for us to untie the knots on the senate floor the knots in the bureaucracy uh, the knots in our procedures that are keeping these technologies from coming to the fore um, we need for trademarking and licensing to happen quickly we we need for unnecessary environmental restrictions. Now, I believe in environmental restrictions, of course, but the unnecessary ones that tie up industry and innovation. And we need to move from old industries and energy sources to new. And these things need to be incentivized by our government. So let's get smart here. I mean, people are doing it all over the world. I recently flew out of Europe over the North Sea, and there were gigantic windmills out into the sea for miles. And, and, and this, this, this energy just, just provides, these windmills provide a tremendous amount of the energy needed uh, there, in, there in the 
the Netherlands. I recently was in Germany, and if and if communities uh, generate energy and they energy inter, uh, create more than they need, the government has to buy it back from them. So it actually becomes a profit making venture for these communities. They not only provide the the energy that they need in a green fashion, but they actually make a profit, which then allows them to lower their taxes. It just goes on and on and on. The good things that are happening, and we're not thinking that way as Americans because we're stuck in old patterns, because we've got some poor leadership in this area, and because we've got all sorts of thorny knots uh, in D.C. and in the regulatory arena that are keeping us from innovating. Let's learn. Let's grow. Let's have in other areas of energy and technology in our country, like automobiles and public transportation, the kind of revolution that we've just had digitally and with our computers. There's a great day ahead, and it's time for us to stop making excuses and using tired old accusations to keep from being the innovators and on the front lines in this cause like we should be. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.